ToplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted. What the fuck, man? How's it going, everybody? Welcome yeah. to episode 50 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm not racist. Ow. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Aaron. I'm Tyler. Oh, hey. oh I cut him off. I'm, I'm Aaron. Aaron I'm not used to uh, the mics. Ow, my man. <laughs> uh, and uh, everyone, welcome our guest, uh, Aaron, to the podcast. Hi. Uh, Hello, Aaron. Aaron is in an Arizona band called Forming Stories and also does the AZ Local Show, uh, which uh, we'll get into a little bit more in depth later. Um, I am going to ask one of you to bring up the our super highly official Google Doc. Because Summon the parchment of knowledge! I got it. I already don't remember what the fuck I put on that Google Doc, but we may as well start with Mega Man ZX. Ooh. Yeah, well, it's more than just Mega Man ZX. Let me tell you. Um, actually, this is this is the first time that they're being released outside of their original release on the DS. Uh, but um, there's this um, the Mega Man Zero and ZX Legacy Collection. That's a yep. lot. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Um, but it's going to be across all major platforms, and I cannot wait. I'm actually more excited for the fact that it's going to make. Are doing are covering that easier? Yeah, no kidding. So Dan is so to play easier. on a DS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it's a shame too, though, because I have that capture DS, mm-hmm. like that we can actually capture 3DS games on it. Now we don't really need we, it for that anymore. We can use that to <laughs> film Tyler playing Tokyo Beatdown. Okay. So you guys are gonna have to break down everything we talk about that's nerdy. Because so, is it, <laughs> so a video it, game yeah, was it only on the DS before? You're saying it was only on the yeah, DS and it's before. just the same yeah. game, but now it's getting yeah, it's getting ported. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's getting a remaster or not. It's uh, six games that it's a series that was on the DS. Yeah, uh, the best Mega Man uh, series of all time. I know what Mega Man is. I know his existence. Okay, uh, yeah. and you're aware of what a DS is. Oh uh, yeah, it's, and, a, it's a, uh, the handheld uh, video Game games. Boy, right? It's yep. like a Game Boy. Yep. Yes. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Our little champ. <laughs> he grows up so fast. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so far Capcom has released the original Mega Man Legacy Collections uh, in two parts. So it's all the old NES Mega Man games. And then and all the shitty done ones. the Mega Man X Legacy Collections, which is all the Mega Man X games, which uh, started on Super Nintendo and went all the way up to PlayStation. Nice. Um, and, uh, and so now this is uh, the first time that they're re-releasing the Mega Man uh, Zero, Mega Man ZX uh, games. Can you put in cheats and kill people? No. Oh, would I you? mean, you can. Well, it's not. You can game. kill robots. <laughs> you can kill robots with mastery and skill, um, but it's not very. It's the, the Mega Man games in general aren't very cheat heavy. They never. Yeah, really I are. I remember using a Game Genie when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, Game Genie. I, to... I think that's where my problem started. <laughs> that's probably, yeah. Using perform- game Genie's you that performance enhancing software on your, your gaming. That's shameful. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Brooks and Dan being the biggest Mega Man fanboys, uh, our, our topless robot resident fanboys, uh, and together our Mega Dan Brooks, um, they, uh, are, uh, taking this, uh, new information with, uh, uh, little, little bit of excitement. Uh, a lot of excitement. Um, I... Wow. I, shared... I wildly fist pumped the in the air when I first heard about it. <laughs> I, I shared it. Uh, I shared the link when I found out about it to our uh, group chat, and Brooks just goes, "What? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck! That's what I yeah. yeah. Fuck! <laughs> yes. Then he started wildly dancing around. It was, uh, you need to stop looking at my baby monitor feed. I was going to say, I'm curious how you knew that from the group chat because. I didn't see it's that. Very don't large and suspicious. A great don't American seal on my wall with the, the camera inside of it. There was a lot of crosstalk there. Yeah. I heard your joke. It was bad. What did you say? <laughs> uh, well, my joke was was also bad because I don't think anyone here would get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
just gonna let that one go. We're just gonna let that one go. Sometimes I tell something relevant. <laughs> you know, when I break out the MacGyver jokes. <laughs> or those your are always, dick jokes. Yeah, those are always relevant. Both of those, one hundred percent. To give you an idea of who Brooks is as a person, on the birthday of Moby Dick, he brought a copy of Moby Dick to the podcast. It was the three hundredth anniversary. Two hundred. Two hundredth anniversary of Moby Dick. Oh yeah. And just, so just had it in his he backpack. Just had it. Yeah. Just I, to be fair, I have like everything in this bag. <laughs> he, he, he always has at least one book in his backpack. Yes. Well, let's see what books I have today. When, <laughs> when we went to uh, when we did uh, Game On, books. Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Of course. <laughs> oh, it's the cool. Yes. Is that the the? Is it supposed Barnes to be shiny? Or did you paint it that way so you could see it at night? <laughs> you see, I wish. That's a really good idea. I need to start painting all, all the fucking. Where's my book? All of these Where's books my are just book? neon. <laughs> no, no, I put them under my pillow so I just absorb them in my sleep. <laughs> you guys don't learn through osmosis because right? like you're missing out. <laughs> Uh, that was a joke that a middle school teacher would make. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, Mr. Well said, Mr. Well said, I don't get the joke. I didn't do the homework. Detention. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we did our panel at Game On, I can't even remember someone was making a reference to the Princess Bride or, or yeah. said something, or was trying to think of the name of the Princess Bride or something and like Brooks that. And Brooks just pulled the book out. Oh my God. <laughs> it was unplanned. Just guy? someone who was attending, yes. the, you know, our, our panel, and he just had the book that they were that just talking about. They lost their minds. And yeah. I think we all did. You yeah. guys are you guys are married now, right? Or <laughs> no, we're not married. And that's how he met his mother. Wait. <laughs> and kids, that's how I met your mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's great. Um I uh before we get too deep into the podcast, there is one thing that I want to touch on that is uh before we get all goofy and yeah, I mean too late, I know. But, I'm sorry for the herpes. <laughs> um, something that should be mentioned at the very least is uh, Zoe Quinn's recent um, uh, sexual abuse allegations. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, so you guys are familiar with basically the smoking gun that started Gamergate, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was Zoe Quinn and her relationship with uh, a Kotaku writer. And Zoe Quinn wrote, uh, or, uh, yeah, made the game uh, Depression Quest. And it was written up favorably in Kotaku by a person she was dating, which started, is at the core of Gamergate, the foundation of, of the Gamergate movement uh, of, uh, you know, uh, honesty in journalism and uh, things like that. Unfortunately, it get, got all fucking shit fuck, uh, you know, like things on on the internet tend to do, and became a, an extremely misogynist movement um, that uh, uh, made a lot of female uh, uh, identifying people in the gaming uh, industry uh, fear for their lives because they were being doxxed left and right. They were being receiving death threats and, and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah. uh, and so uh, Zoe Quinn, uh, as a result of, you know, uh, their being essentially the catalyst to the gamer, the, you know, that, that situation being the catalyst to the Gamergate movement, um, has been someone who is often under scrutiny by these frothing, you know, fedora-wearing jackasses. D-gens. Yes, fucking D-gens. And <laughs> so she recently came out about uh, with a story of sexual abuse because uh, she was inspired by someone else uh, coming out with their story. Uh, about someone who was legendary in the gaming industry and how hesitant they were to come forward about it. And so she came forward about her own. And it was, uh, I can't remember his name, Zach something, um, something like that. Uh, he was, uh, he worked on Night, uh, Night in the Woods, <clears throat> which is a, you know, very wonderful, you know, indie game. Uh, and he has a lot of titles that he's worked on. He's worked on, uh, Towerfall with the team that made Celeste oh, okay. with Matt Makes Games and uh, stuff like that. Her uh, or their allegations were backed 
by several other people once they came forward with their story. Several other people came forward with their own stories, and people who had worked with this guy said they're not even the slightest bit surprised. As much as they love him and what he produces, they were not at all shocked to learn any of this, and it, the whole stuff was corroborated by, by many other people. And uh, so the uh, Night in the Woods group um, cut ties with him. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> two days later, he killed himself. Mm. So <clears throat> Zoe Quinn is no longer on Twitter. Uh, many people uh, involved in the situation uh, have uh, completely cut off at Twitter because Twitter is a toxic cesspool of judgment and frothing stupidity yeah what, what do you mean I, I, you know it's it's the, the chosen platform of our god emperor <laughs> <laughs> so um it the whole situation sucks yeah um and uh, people you know have uh come out railing against zoe quinn but you can't i mean i can't imagine like how hard it is to come forward about your own abuse and someone who, uh, fr- by someone who was very influential. Yeah, for um, sure. And, uh, you know, furthermore, for it to be corroborated by several others and uh, by anyone who has worked closely with this guy reacting with zero surprise whatsoever. They were, uh, <clears throat> like, stories going around were basically like, don't leave your female employees in the same room as this guy kind of stuff. Apparently, he had uh, uh, identity disorder and uh, multiple you know, mental disorders that caused him to be erratic and abusive. And uh, uh, in the past two years, he had sought help and was improving. So good on him for bettering himself and yeah. whatnot, but that doesn't erase past traumas and doesn't erase... You know, past no, not behavior. at all. If you're gonna, you know, if you want to dance, you gotta pay the band. And it's unfortunate that he then went on to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but even that's really unfair to the victims. So yeah, really, man. totally. That would be really frustrating. And uh, his killing himself has been an even greater catalyst for the, you know, frothing, you know, masses, the internet masses, to come out in full force. Uh, which is, I think, what led to a lot of people kind of terminating their Twitter accounts or going full private. Even the the Matt uh, behind Matt makes games, who you know did Towerfall and Celeste, his their Twitter is is private, <clears throat> and they're a public figure who has to be on Twitter in order to let people know what they're working on. Their Twitter is locked <clears throat> down on private. So, wow, the whole situation is. Uh, really sad and uh really fucked up um and uh, if there's i think it's important that people know about the story i think it's even more important for the message that i want to get out to you know however 20 people listen to this don't be that asshole who (laughs) feels like you need to interject or or attack you know people uh, especially people who are speaking of uh, abuse and and things like that on twitter don't be that person that person has no place in this world yeah those people fucking suck yeah they're fucking awful (laughs) the every single thing that you react to with a very easy fuck you is significantly more nuanced than you know well yeah i mean that's the big mistake about Twitter is how easily it forms the mob mentality. It doesn't matter what side of the argument anyone's on. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, everyone else is saying fuck you. I'm going to do that too. Cool. And it's easy because no one, can, no, one, no one knows who I am. Yeah, it's consequence free for yep. you. Yep. The amount of people that are able to just read a headline too and form an opinion based on just that headline. Just yep. as, I mean, basically what Twitter is, you see that headline and Reddit in general, internet in general, we get the headline culture where it's like you don't 
get into the nitty gritty of what oh, yeah, the details sure. and everything. Which is why I love that we're we're in an age where people can't differentiate between something being a satire headline and a real headline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's and awesome. It, I Thank love when they times. point out how fucking stupid they are. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, what scares me all the time is how easy it is to look something up and people just right away share shit. When it takes two minutes to clarify something, it's yeah. true. And that that was going to be my next point is I tend to, and Dan and uh, you and I have, have talked about this, I tend to, my initial reaction is to believe the victim. Uh, someone making a, a claim of, of, you know, their abuse, my gut instinct is to believe them because why would they lie about it, right. you know, and... And it's a, a horrible thing to lie about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't want to assume that somebody's lying about something like that. Yeah. Totally. But even in, in this case, you know, I try to uh, just get more information because it, as aside from the initial post, I started looking into, you know, what various responses from people who were close to the situation or close to the people involved were. And it doesn't take a lot to find those. And when all the signs are pointing to backing up, you know, and in this instance and in this instance and in this instance, you know, this, these kinds of things were going on, then it, it paints a pretty clear picture. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's unfortunate that it led to a death at all. Um, I, I don't, even if he uh, was still a piece of shit, you know, abuser, um, I don't think that that automatically means that they deserve to die. I think that justice is is better than death. Yeah. Um, Stay here and suffer with the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. But quote unquote suicide. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And uh, um, I think uh, you know if he truly had you know. Uh, finally been diagnosed and been making strides and, and becoming a, a better person, then there's a case to be made for that. And uh, I wish that he would have stuck around to make that case. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of DGENs on the internet, are we yeah. going to talk about the Joker movie now? <laughs> I, I suppose. It's, it's a only segue if, if we, I've ever heard yeah. one. Only if we have the requisite talk about society as well. Society. <laughs> Which we are a part, part of, of, listeners. It, it is a reflection on, on society, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> 31 times, I believe, in the IGN review. Yep, 31 <laughs> times. Um, so I've morning. heard that it is an outstanding standalone film. Yeah, yeah so I have too. that's like as much of a shit post as all of the reviews are. I do want to say I think it's probably going to be a good movie. The yeah, trailer, that it, it, last trailer was uh, pretty solid. I was going to say it looks great. Like even just like visually, like how the mm -hmm. cinematography that I've seen so far, it looks really, really. Well, I mean, cool. when they got Joaquin Phoenix to do it, and, and yeah, he's Joaquin a Phoenix, he's a real so crazy great actor, man, to play a crazy character. Joaquin man. Phoenix is a great actor. Yeah. Um, and he really I, nailed the emaciated look. Yeah. <laughs> because he might have actually become emaciated to do I'm it. I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> he probably did the Christian Bale yeah. machinist. I yeah. believe it, man. <laughs> yeah. I said it right that time. You yeah. did say it right. I was going to call you out for saying it wrong because I, know you I did. expected you to say it wrong. You turned yeah, sideways and looked at like all you right. see like, oh. oh. So here, here is uh, a good uh, fake user review. Of the oh, Joker yeah. film. <laughs> uh, five stars and a heart is the rating here. Look, great. He's going to read my fan fiction. I was going to say, hold on. Let me, let me get on the right voice. <laughs> this, film, this film is by Black Panther. This movie empowered me. It helped me get over my rejection from the female known as Veronica, who'd rather date a Chad instead of a true gentleman who would treat her well. Amazing cinematography and a great performance from Joaquin Phoenix, who has fortunately moved on from artsy-fartsy hipster, hipster trash like her. Films like Joker are true art that often get misunderstood by filthy dormies who watch MCU kitty movies instead of challenging, thought-provoking keto like Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Wow. The thing I hate about that is how convincing that is. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is uh, confirmed to be a joke review. However, it is definitely a sign of 
things to come. It uh, is it is the written sentiment of people who would not write their sentiment. <laughs> yes, for yeah. for real. Okay, so so here's 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 the follow up question then. It being the first of September and all, um, how many Joker costumes do you guys do you think we're gonna see uh, floating around mm. on Halloween? As always, too many. Yeah, I wonder if it's gonna be the Harley Quinn effect. Oh, yeah, I think you're getting so yeah. uh, so away from it that people are going to be in like the screen ghost face and like little kids will think it's Joker. Oh god! <laughs> oh my god, that's Joker! I like that. Oh version. yeah, I like that version. Um, yeah, I I wonder if it's going to be because I mean, the makeup in the Joker is a clown. Yeah. So how many people are just going to do like clown in a trench coat? Kinda, yeah. It's, you know? it's I mean, pretty easy to pull off. Let's be honest. Five clowns in a trench coat. That's harder to pull off. Joker really decreased <laughs> in the years since the dark Knight. I mean, yeah, I think it's so. like every, it's still I, every comic con every, Oh yes. At least. Every comic con you'll see. A, a you say, oh, I got these scars. <laughs> I ate these hot pockets way too fast. <laughs> I'm now hashtag damaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um the uh but still it hasn't had the staying power of the Harley Quinn. That's yeah. fair. I like classic uh, Harley. Well, what I, I love what, classic Harley. What I classic think, Harley is pro, is fucking the way to go. Yeah, oh, oh, we're talking like the cartoon. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah, the, yeah the cartoon yeah. one's cool. Proper um, like full jumpsuit. Uh Big uh, Hammer. Red, red, yeah. Jester Jester Harley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Shit, I lost my I lost train of thought. <laughs> I, I actually had something interesting. Um, You're gonna talk about those Harley titties? No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, no. Oh, the Har- okay, Harley Harley Quinn thing. Uh, I view the Harley Quinn costume like the ones we see all the time now, in the same vein as do you guys remember like going to the mall and seeing like those shirts with like like SpongeBob, but he's like all decked out and like with, like a grill and like oh, a bunch he, of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. know, like gangster Popeye. <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of when I think of Harley Quinn now. Yep. Because that's what it is. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, point out really quick, though. The patron Mario scene Robbie's of Meth Addicts and Trailer Parks. Harley Quinn was really good. That movie she, may have been a train she wreck. She does play a great. She was really good. We're talking about Margot Robbie? Yeah. yeah. Right. She had, that's a crazy thing with I her hate eyes that movie. she like, widens them a little that bit. That movie sucked. That movie was terrible. S-U-X. But she was very good. It, um, <laughs> I... I'm still not on board with the over-sexualization of uh, the female uh, characters in the Batman universe in general. Um, I I prefer the Jester Harley because she is greatly... Da- and never mind that, the the relationship between Harley and the Joker is not something to be romanticized. No. Uh, <laughs> it, yet it it's is bad. Constantly romanticized. She leaves him for poison ivy. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is, is great. Abusive. Wait, what? Two, yeah. Sci- yeah. two yeah. scientists yeah. finally together. Yep. That's enjoying cool. their relationship in crime. That makes sense, too. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Um. <laughs> The uh, what else did we have on the list? You Star got the... Wars. Oh, okay. We didn't talk about Star Wars last week. There's we a, didn't talk sad. about. There's a Star Wars, Wars TV show. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I am legitimately super freaking excited for the Star Wars Mandalorian show. Disney Plus, right? Disney yep. Plus. Those bastards. I already. I have to be convinced. Those still. bastards. And they've said I mean, that Disney Plus is all going to be kid friendly. Yeah. Did they? Boo. Yes. Boo. They're pulling all of Fox's R titles. They're pulling. <laughs> there is not going to be a single R uh, title among anything. So on what are they trying to say? That was the very channel. dark looking, though. That whole scene with it's the not going to be higher than a PG thirteen. I'm okay with PG thirteen. Well, and, and I mean, th- there's a lot of things that Disney can do in a PG thirteen movie um, that would still make it comparable in a gritty sense of the word uh for like some of these rated art titles because yeah. disney's not gonna pump it full of sex so you already don't have to worry about star wars a lot of well, art content there it'll be, it, it'll, it'll be it'll be star it'll be wars sex um <laughs> uh you're not worrying about profanity because when have you ever heard the star wars character drop you know like you know an f-bomb or i fucking know <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you. <laughs> Luke, I'm your fucking father. <laughs> no! I'm Fuck your... no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's someone's going to leave a comment and be like, that's not the line. <laughs> I am your fucking father. 
<laughs> Search your fucking heart. You know it to be fucking true. <laughs> Dude, how much hard hitting? Fuck. Like, these are not the fucking droids you're looking for. Anakin, you're fucked. I have the fucking high ground. <laughs> Speaking of which, the other TV series that I'm extremely excited for, Ewan McGregor is back, baby. Yes. Uh, Ewan McGregor for Moulin is Rouge going- too. <laughs> Electric <Yeah>. Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. uh, for uh, a an Obi Wan series, yeah, there's nice. no name. It's just Obi Wan series, and it's apparently taking place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and we'll be kind of going over his time on Tatooine, looking over Luke. Cool. So we'll see how that goes. I'm just, I don't, honestly, I'm just excited to see. The show is called My Ghost Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm stoked to see Ewan McGregor return to the role. I think uh, he's a great actor. He was the best part of the prequel movies. Yeah, and and, Uh, and Liam Neeson. And And Liam Neeson, but Liam Neeson was there for one. Yeah, he is related. He got Uh, cut in half. (laughs) He's actually related to Sir Alec Guinness. Like, actually. Really? Really? Yeah, so the older he gets, the more he's probably going to look like Sir Alec Guinness. What? That's, That's pretty rad. My favorite little bit of trivia about Ewan McGregor is he has a uh, brother who's a pilot, and his he named his plane Obi-2. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what Every time he takes off the, the point, they're like... Oh. <laughs> he's fucking back <laughs> but I am I'm very sir you need to put on your navigational computer <laughs> so yeah um, I in general I'm uh, pretty stoked for Disney plus uh, I already bought it oh did you I'm just it sell out I'm Dude. oh you did the three what, you're too good to pirate like Dude. the rest of us there is a uh, there's so for anyone That's who doesn't know there's a uh, thing that you can, a, a special that they're running right now that you can buy three years of Disney Plus, and they give it to you for like three fifty a month over that entire period of time. So Sweet. I had some PayPal credit, and now I paid hundred twenty dollars for three years of Disney Plus. So time well spent. I will wow. continue to give Disney zero of my dollars. <laughs> I've already, watch Disney, Disney already Plus. Watch Disney Plus fail within the first six oh, months. Yeah, it just takes a it. huge dive. There's and then no you're out. way. It's the, it's the XFL of television. <laughs> <laughs> Don't out. put that evil it's on gonna, me. It's gonna come out, come out so hard, and then just. Oh. <laughs> um, the I'm waiting for it to be a Hulu add-on. I'm just gonna add it down to my. Hulu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I already have the Hulu Spotify thing. So I wasn't going to get the whole three three back anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, What else do we got? Uh, got, Speaking of TV shows, uh, we were going to talk. Or um, I think the dark the Dark Crystal uh, TV show dropped is out this last, yes. this last week. I watched right? the first episode of that yesterday. It looks good. Is it good? It is very good. I didn't realize until good. it came out that it was like split up in episodes. I thought it was going to be another like oh just a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's really kind of yeah. cool. I think that just kind of uh, is a mirror of our culture today. People are kind of only in little parts. You know, everybody's busy. I yeah. like the team. I like I like how we've seemingly switched to uh, episodic TV series. Yeah. Rather than movies, just because you get more background, you get more time with the characters, yeah. and you get right. to learn more about this. Be in that world longer instead of a two-hour movie, you get an eight-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, split up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like to think of Will and Grace as like a twenty-four-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just constant. I like to think of uh, like twenty-four hours might be an understatement. Will and I Will, yeah, I was going to say Will and Grace is way longer than twenty-four hours. Well, there's a couple of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, My favorite Will and Grace is the Will and Grace sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Bill and Grace. Uh, I'm a Darba Greg fan myself. (laughs) (laughs) Darba, you're just so crazy. I'm straight-laced and normal. How did we get married? Shucks. Why do we have a skee-ball machine in our basement now? That was a real episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the only one I remember. <laughs> I've never seen a moment of Dharma and Greg. Well, so you're not, not missing, missing out. out. It sounds like very CBS ish. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very um, CBS. Well, World of Warcraft. Ooh, wow. World of Warcraft classic. Classic. Yeah. Uh, came out. My favorite um, part of this whole thing is people queuing up for quests 
It's hilarious. Just my literally favorite... getting into line, waiting to get to quest part so they can. <laughs> well, my favorite part of the whole thing is multiple hour server queues. Isn't that mostly only for the, the original, the the really popular server from back in the day, which I'm totally blanking on the name of it right Starcraft. now. It's not all of the servers because they have multiple servers, but there's that one. I don't server. know. I always played on Sargeras back in the day. Uh, I never. I, I, wow. White, white, white. Frost, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, all I know is this is all the perfect representation of what an MMO actually is. Waiting in line to perform menial tasks that have no reward. <laughs> World of yeah. Warcraft fucking sucks. Yeah. It sucked when you were 10, it sucks now, and it's gonna suck forever. It didn't yeah. exist when I was 10. Yeah, well. <laughs> we forget sure you're old! I'm pretty sure smartphones didn't exist when you were 10 either. You're right. <laughs> yeah. you just smartphones didn't exist when you were 10. Nope. I was making your your old joke though. Yeah, yeah. Now you're old, <laughs> but now Dumbass. you're old. We're all old. Crest, admit it. <laughs> uh, don't let his beardy face fool you. I'm probably the. I might be the youngest person in the room. How old are you? I'm I'm 32. I'm 26. You baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still the oldest in the room at 36. Dun dun dun! You're gonna die. Well, thanks for the. <laughs> Thanks for the cool story, Grandpa. Can we go out and hoverboard with my friends? <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's that's an old thing now. I can't even make that joke. <laughs> uh, so I picked up uh, Astral Chain on Friday because uh, it came out on Friday. It is fucking awesome. Good Lord. It is a rad game. Full of anime tropes. Uh, super anime but is there someone who start who has more potential than they realize and then are coached by uh, by a mentor until they finally realize their true potential uh no because the true potential is inherent potential that they uh just kind of stumble into because they're a savant oh it's that that which is also an anime trope yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other version. It's yeah. not a coming of age story. It's just the overpowered badass. Story. You are the chosen one. Yes. Do, do, does your character question the reasons for their conflict? Like, what are they fighting for? Uh, <laughs> not yet. I do. Not yet. I do. But it is. I it is definitely setting up for it. For. Um and the. Uh, big head of the department that you work for. We've already now seen him uh, in a room with big, uh, dark room with big screens with three blocks representing unseen puppet masters asking him questions and things like that. Uh, so like very similar to uh, watching um, uh, Shinji's dad in uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion talk to the other heads of Nerve. Um, it's that kind of big, deep organization running thing. See, I already know I'm not going to give a shit about the story in that game. <laughs> like, I just want to get it for that sick Platinum Games combat because you <laughs> know it's going to be rad. The combat is fucking awesome. It's perfect. Fluid Super as fuck. Cool. And it is uh, presented in a way that uh, is very familiar to you, in that you get graded after every encounter. Hmm, I wonder where I've heard that before. I mean, it was present in Bayonetta, and it's, uh, it's probably uh, started with uh, Devil May Cry. It's been in so many Japanese games in general. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I Just talking about like bad anime tropes in, in stories, I wish more Japanese anime games would... Like embrace how shitty the stories are and just ham it up. Again, there are some like Devil May Cry who Bayonetta. just embraced how fucking dumb it is, and Bayonetta too. <laughs> Bayonetta yeah. was like, definitely just like hamming it up the entire oh, time. Yeah. They did not give a shit. <laughs> to, me, that, to me, that's always it's so much better. Yeah, it, 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 Japanese storytelling satire is better. Hello, than, I'm Bayonetta. I'm a witch made of hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> excuse me. Her clothes are made of hair, books. Get it right. <laughs> Yeah, so whenever she does something really big and angry, she's naked. <laughs> yep. I'm naked and also saving my childhood self or something like that. Is she British? <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. yeah. She is British. Yes, she is. <laughs> I'm yes, a witch. Tyler. Yes. <laughs> the full circle of British. <laughs> I kill angels because it's edgy. <laughs> uh, they're... Uh, so basically, the story is humanity, uh, most of the planet is uninhabitable, uh, and where you're living is called the Ark. 
uh, and humanity is quickly <laughs> facing extinction because these rips in the universe uh, are happening where these interdimensional beings are coming through and uh, either stealing people uh, and converting them into chimeras uh, or just killing them, causing havoc and, and stuff like that. And so uh, you, you are part of a, f- a force that has... Um, they have done research to kind of chain chimeras. So they capture chimeras and then they chain them and armor them. And so that astral chain, the whole throwing around, that's basically a pet leash. And so you're throwing your your pet out to to fight for you and then pull them back with the chain. Like it's it's that kind of thing. Uh, was Michael Vick a creative consultant? <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, they Not haven't animal violence. We didn't go back. <laughs> they haven't touched too much on on the obvious element of personal agency of the chimera, uh, and uh, uh, things like that. So mm. it's it's interesting. I, honestly, I think the story is kind of neat. Um, but man, the combat is fucking outstanding. Even at the beginning, before you really start, because I've, I've only played the first chapter so far, or the first file, uh, even at the beginning when it's like, you don't have the combos yet, or and they're just setting it up, it, just, it still feels fun. Like, yeah. it grabs you and just immediately, <laughs> I was just like, I was playing it, like, I almost was late, or I was late today, because I was playing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I must not leave yet. And then, Have you met the pea fairy yet? No, I literally finished the first file and then had to come over here. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to say, <laughs> talking about storytelling cliches and how this game is full of tropes, you're not helping because when you described this mysterious enemy that's abducting and converting people, it just reminds me of the Reapers, which were also really shitty enemies from Mass Effect. Yeah. Like, it's the exact same thing. Uh, they're different because they have different names. Yeah. They're different because they're Japanese. Yeah. Uh, I will say the story so far, at least for me, it's, it's presented in an interesting way. The sound is really good. Like the sound design is amazing. I was like kind of. And loving. it really shows you what they can achieve on the Switch when mm-hmm. it's it's a Switch exclusive. Uh, the graphics are really good. Yeah, and awesome. the awesome. animation, everything really nice, like very high quality. I have been playing it on the big screen and it usually like. Playing a Switch game between handheld and the big screen, it's actually going to look better on the handheld than it will, you know, on the big screen. Things always style better on Nintendo hardware when they're developed specifically to make the best of it. Yep. Yeah, and that actually reminds me, there is some dumb bullshit going on with Astral Chain. Uh Uh-oh. Is it the game? (laughs) (laughs) They're getting review bombed on Metacritic with zeros. What? That's terrible. By people who are mad that it is a Switch exclusive. Tips. Lame. Tips Fedora. Yeah. Tips Fedora. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the first time you've ever encountered a console exclu- exclusive. You're just mad that it's on Nintendo instead of your beloved X-Boner or fucking, <laughs> you know, PlayStation. How am I supposed to jerk off to anime characters if I don't have a Switch? <laughs> my, X-bo- my X-Bone 1 can handle this game much better than the far inferior Nintendo Switch. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. That's um, don't so, don't review bomb things. Well, That's other the, other yeah. people have come out to review bomb it with tens. Yeah, I was gonna say don't review that. bomb things. <laughs> Stop. We want accurate metrics out there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's unfortunate if they they don't even have the system to play it and they're reviewing it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's this game dumb. is stupid because I can't play it. It's dead. <laughs> I hate it. Wow. I'm reviewing this game that I haven't played. See the internet. Yeah. The trailer yeah. looks Unre- bad. Unrestricted <laughs> yeah. public access to things is usually bad. <laughs> I'm going to flag the Switch logo as some kind of offensive uh, hate speech thing. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on that list that we wanted to touch on this week? Uh, um, let me see. Well, speaking of us um, and Nintendo, there's the Mario Kart Tour mobile game. Oh, yes, that's right. So coming out next, it was just uh, announced. Uh, coming out next month is another Nintendo mobile game that is going to pale in comparison to its real counterpart, except for Mario. Super Mario Run was actually kind of I like neat. Super Mario Run. Um, <laughs> but, like, Dr. Mario, pee, 
Uh, <laughs> I was never an Animal Crossing guy, so I don't really care about the Animal Crossing mobile I game. gave it a shot for a little bit, and it was pretty good. Um, I just stopped playing it because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> good sell. Yeah. Good sell. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is going to be Mario Kart on vertical mobile. Mario? Yeah. <laughs> Mario! But I think it comes out uh, next month, if I remember correctly. Watch. It's going to be the greatest game of all time, and we're, we're going to be documented as saying bad stuff about it. It's like, so you turn it on, it's like, like, it's like, it's like you're you're in, man. It's like you're in. Wouldn't it be the first time <laughs> I was Deja wrong vu. about something. I have been in this place before. <laughs> I'll be gaming Citizen Kane. Yes, oh, no. Citizen game. Anyone no. anyone listening to or watching this, we're not the authority. We don't claim to be the authority. We are the authorities of our own opinions and nothing more. And I'm barely that. We're also the authority yeah. of Tyler's opinions as well. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I think I just an said. amendment. <laughs> We are the authorities of our own shitty opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Because all opinions are shitty. Yes. Exactly. Um, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Boo. Yeah. Big old Thanks, boo. Dad. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, awesome. I'm gonna need a supercut of uh, uh, no, 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 specifically of Tyler going right in my ear because every time <laughs> we're fucking plugs, that was a pretty dude. good Tyler impression, by the way. <laughs> oh, he needs to, you know, you need to get a little bit more of that castrato in there. <laughs> Listen, man, if I wanted to, if I wanted to talk about Italian food, I'd go to Olive Garden. Okay? No, he, he's literally. Just telling me that I have more balls than he does. Oh, I know. Right. That's that's yeah, very that's, very. Bold they're not quite you, tanuki Tyler. balls. <laughs> <laughs> not quite tanuki balls. Um. So uh, we've got uh, our guest here, Aaron. Uh, ah, I well, figure. What? What did he get? Uh. So, uh, Aaron, is there anything that you get uh, super late? And keep in mind, nerdy, and. Getting nerdy about something are two different things. Oh yeah, yeah. I, so what what gets you? What do you what do nerd, I nerd out, about? out about? Well, currently, what I've been nerding out about is uh, the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, Ooh, I, I actually, just, I actually wrote that on the list uh, before uh, I got here. I, I love really want to see that. You know what's I funny? It. I saw it uh, the premiere on Friday, and then we went to go see it Saturday and Sunday, and then we went to go see it just the other night. God damn. It's that yeah. fucking it's, good. No, it's no. so good. It is really. It I'm, is I'm so a Tarantino good. fan. I, I really am a Tarantino fan. Uh, I, I've, Brooks has uh, said that he thinks it's Tarantino's best. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, we've never, I've never seen a movie that many times in theaters. You know, it's funny. Like My favorite thus far was Hateful Eight. I don't know how you guys feel about that one. I, I thought it was kind of... Mm, I never finished I, it because it's kind of long. I like di- dialogue movies. My uh, my fiance's favorite movie is Death Proof and that one's just like Yeah, constant dialogue. Right. I yeah. want and I want I, that car so bad. Yeah, at first I really didn't like the movie, but she loves it so we constantly watch it and it really grew on me and I was like I kind of got used to that style of the dialogue, so that's why I loved Hateful Eight, but I fucking love Once Upon It's 2 hours and 45 minutes and I never notice the time. Yeah, and, really? and then and then when it's over I'm just like fuck, I want more than more of more yeah, movie cuz yeah. I, I want to hang out with these with these people. Yeah, yeah. for it, real, man. It's so. great that uh, apparently all the 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 set work and I'm going to sound terrible and Danny's going to, you know, wring my neck for not representing this <laughs> as well as 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 I should, but um I I know there's a great deal of restoration done to the Hollywood strip yeah. uh for uh, for Quite a lot of the movie, um, and that that soundtrack, dude. Oh. I got that soundtrack as soon as I left the theater. Yeah, my, <laughs> my fiance bought it too, totally. Um, but you know, I always love watching is when they're driving like on the freeway, like yeah, looking at all the other cars. Yeah, and, like, that's like a little thing, but it's huge. You know, to just to put yourself in that time period. Yeah, it's really nuts. But you know, it's funny because I always do this with movies. I like to learn as little as possible. Going so mm-hmm. when I first watched the movie, I didn't know it was about the Manson murders and everything like that. So yeah, I had seen oh, that I, I, uh, uh, Sharon Tate and Manson were like in one of the trailers. That, that was watched. totally yeah. over like, my head. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I, I, I thought it was gonna be like a bit. You know, like oh look, it's these people like in the background somewhere. You know. Well, you, well, we were talking about that Margot Robbie thing. I, 
honestly, when I first saw it, I thought Margot Robbie was going to be like a killer in the movie because there was this mm-hmm. scene where she's like going to the movie and she's like, yeah, I'm in the movie. And like there's an angle. And I don't know. I did, it made me think that she was like psychotic or something. I was like, OK, <laughs> she's, she's crazy in this movie. She's too. pulling out the Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> let's go. This, this, this is going to be this movie. But, it was yeah. so good. It was <laughs> so good. About uh, Manson in, in Once Upon a Time. He's also the same actor who plays Manson in that. Also in Mindhunter. Oh, yeah. it's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, I learned that later too. He's great at it too. Yeah, Freaking no, he incredible. killed it. Well, that's the thing. Like when I first saw it, like there's a little scene with him in it, but it's like really small, you know. Mm-hmm. Like so, if, if I mean me, I didn't know it was about the Manson. I was like, what was that about? But it still had weight to it, you know. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, who is that scary guy? You know, like <laughs> something about that dude. He, he really is some something crazy about him. So yeah, yeah really the the rant that he ends up going on in Mindhunter is just so good and like he fucking plays a great man yeah really great manson um which are words that i never thought i would be saying well, <laughs> yeah, oh great, yeah great man great mean, great dude with a swastika on his forehead dude, it, sounds great ter- it sounds terrible but have you heard any of his music there's not bad i well, think they, 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 play, they play some of his music in, in my yeah, yeah oh do they really yeah. oh okay i I kind of like some of his music. I, I hate saying, but he had some bops here and there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels really weird to say, but... And now let's just show I, you we have an original Hitler here. <laughs> I, I, I really wish uh, I wish things would have worked out differently for him. Who knows? Um, <laughs> don't turn Manson into a sympathetic character yeah. on our podcast, please. <laughs> right? please so, uh, aside from uh, that, though, uh, you... Uh, uh, are big into music, and honestly, we don't talk about it uh, a ton, but we're all huge uh, music fans, Brooks having been uh, in uh, bands, and, and Tyler now in a band, I guess. Yeah, what is this band? And, it's it's where we are a uh, cover band, actually. Oh, nice. Hey, I, I love it's cover It's my first, first time that I've ever been in a band. No, that's cool. So, well, one of my best right buddies plays just, in a cover band. We're, we're called Earl Drive, and we're just starting oh, out. I, it's nice. the first time I've ever been in a band. I've only been there like two, two or three weeks. You're playing... 80s. No, uh, your instrument. You, you oh, I'm oh, he sings. Oh, cool. Nice, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was in uh, a couple of bands back in Wisconsin, one called Sparkle Fuck and one called uh, Made of Blocks. And uh, Dan also listens to music. Yeah. I have no talent. <laughs> Dan listens to two, maybe even three bands. Yeah, I was going to say, but you know of music. You, yeah. Dan has music. You have knowledge. Passive noise that does not annoy me as much as other noises do. <laughs> no, Get out of my head! <laughs> but that is uh, something I, I also nerd out on, is, is local music. I, yeah. I, there's a lot of talent in Arizona. I, I go over it all the time. It, it's a melting pot in Arizona. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of genres, all sorts of people, and all sorts of music that comes from it. So I love that. And I want to say, uh, I think uh, what you're doing with the AZ Local Show, uh, every scene needs that. Yeah. Um, and uh, too few have it. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, you know, in uh, Wisconsin, we had uh, a dude who did a uh, 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 thing called Wisconsin. And uh, every year we'd also do a local love fest where local bands would do a cover of another local band and we'd release it as an album and then play a show. Yeah. A whole bunch of bands covering. Oh yeah, that's great. And it's all local stuff. Um, But yeah, I I think that what you do is extremely, extremely important to a strong scene and to, uh, raising awareness of that scene because especially uh, because a lot of these local bands uh, never mind popular bands don't really know how to market themselves very well and local bands are still kind of trying to wrap their head around uh, yeah. the whole marketing thing uh, and so to have someone like you uh, bring attention to them and, and stuff like that yeah. is... no, and that's that's really a, a really fun part is talking to the bands but you know what my favorite part is when I do uh, talking to people at shows and gaining yeah fan perspectives because that's really what the the show is about is is getting the public aware of how fun shows are and like Mm -hmm. man that looks like a fun time there's people there going to be like-minded and that's really what it was and it kind of a lot of the times changed my perspective on a lot of things because i would ask people questions at the shows like take for instance one was wearing your own band shirt you know that that was for me going into it i I think i answered that question yeah exactly (laughs) yeah for a long time i thought that was super cringy but you know gaining so many perspectives i was like you know what it's like it's a business 
if you're proud of what you're doing, why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do it all the time now. I wear my own banjo <laughs> because of that, because of that. So I hope it does stuff like that for other people too. Yeah. So. I mean, you have to be the first fan of something you create. Yeah. If you don't like it, why the fuck would anybody else? True. Yep. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah totally. It's a really yeah. Good I mean, that's marketing. Like step one is, you know, Believe if you what don't, you're selling. yeah. If you don't like what what you're you're putting out there, if you don't like what you're selling, it's not going to sell. No, nope. which is why we're all getting topless robot logo tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no joke, I probably will. Yeah, right. bring in the artist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and film in front of a live studio audience. You know, I actually I actually know someone who would probably be, be down to just. You know, we just film them doing doing t- topless robot tattoos. I absolutely would get a topless robot tattoo. Would I great. would too. So would I. It's yeah. kind of a cool logo in general. <laughs> right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right right here. <laughs> right, so, ne- right next to speak friend and enter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why does your ass say melon? <laughs> melon. Um, so how long have you been doing the Easy Local show now for? Um, Jeez. It hasn't been very long because I did like a season one, which was about 12 episodes where I interviewed 12 bands. And then more recently, I've just been doing like one on ones with like other people that do interviews. So I'd say maybe a half a year, if that, maybe a little bit longer than that. But um, it actually started because I I was doing AZ local covers. And if you look up that hashtag, it's everywhere. I, for yeah, two- I remember uh, you were doing that. You were posting that in uh, the AZ punk scene group. Yeah, all the time. yeah. For yeah. literally like two years, I was just keeping my ear to the ground. I would just find bands that had music videos. I'd learn like a minute's worth of their song by ear. And then I'd post it on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere. And that's kind of how that really networked me and really helped me in a lot of senses and uh, getting people to know who I was. And that's really what it, I mean, at that point in mind, I wanted to be a studio guitarist and I had the big dreams of doing that. So that's why I was doing that. But um, yeah, I was just kind of banking off of that momentum. That's why I started AZ Local Show and started getting that going. And um, I was also working at Band Oasis and I was already talking with bands that were coming in, which is a rehearsal studio. Yeah, that's um, uh, in uh, Scottsdale, right? Yeah, right next to Club Red. Yeah. yeah, literally right next to Club Red. So I was already talking to bands that were oh, coming yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Jim and Donna. I, I'd always there. wondered about those those practice spaces because, like, I used to rent it at Mind's Eye. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 on Country Club, yeah. Yeah, I I love Band Oasis. It's been my home away from home for like the past five years. It's it's only in the past uh, maybe year and a half that I've started working there, but it's it's awesome. Like, I remember one of my first nights working there. I was talking with a guy, and he was waiting for a bassist to come in, and you know we we're just shooting the ship for a while. And next thing I know, I'm googling him. He was a Grammy winner. He'd worked with like Whitney Houston, Holy a, a bunch of other people yeah. in the '90s and stuff. And I was like, oh well, this is amazing. That was literally my first night working there. I was like, I was like, right, well, That's this is nuts. really cool. So. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I love it. I love music. I, I love just networking with people. I love what it can do, and it's just really cool. You know, it's a really good feeling that you can get uh, from music and networking with people and just realizing that we're all the same in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I like highlighting that with the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, uh, I love the format. I love, uh, you know, I, I definitely love the interviews uh, with the concert goers and, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, are there any... Um, like the concert goer interviews where maybe someone was a little too drunk or, uh, uh I've gotten some, like, I don't know, sometimes some, something happens with people, like, they'll be, you know, like, Hey, you want to do this interview? They're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then when you turn on the camera, they're like, they like yep. freeze up or something. I've had a couple like really drunk guys, like where I wanted to get like an older opinion or something. Uh, and they just like clam up once I turn on the camera, they're like, Metallica. <laughs> How's it been? Good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's that, but nothing too terrible. I did uh, one time we were doing one at Club Red, and my camera guy uh, unfortunately uh, bumped a beer from somebody's Ooh. hand, and that was a bummer. So we were the bad people for a second. Ooh. I owe you that beer, Ooh. Stephen Puff. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, that all right. Tell me you care. You remember his name. <laughs> uh, are there any that you had to cut for any reason other than yeah. these these answers are uninteresting? Um, really, just audio audio difficulties in in some oh, things. Yeah. You know, no, never really. Uh, I always like to include everybody. I mean, with those sh- uh, questions that shows, they're always clips. You know, I always have that one question. What you know, where, where it would be the uh, uh, bands wearing the shirts? It would be just a clip of everybody answering that one question. So. 
every once in a while I'd, I'd find somebody that was, you know, I didn't find interesting enough for the show or maybe it was just a too quick of an answer, but it is always a bummer when I get a lot of footage and then realize later, like the mic wasn't on or something yep. like that. Oh my yep. God. That is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Robots never done anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, of right? course oh, not. We've lost hours never. and hours Isn't of yeah. footage uh, uh, in uh, Let's Plays and stuff <laughs> like that. Like we've lost full gameplay I, footage. I think like, that was segments. my first interaction with Topless Robot was we recorded, was it Transference? Yes. And yes. the hard drive ran out of space like yep. two minutes into recording. Oh and, and we recorded it for three hours. And you I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, nice to meet you guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That was that was the game with the... Was, that, that, no, that, that no, was... That was, that was um, the game with the live action stuff in it that uh, from uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood's uh, oh, uh, Spectre company, Vision. Spectre Vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, that was actually us firing you. You just kept... Talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to fire, the, fire him for a whole year now. <laughs> I guess he gets a muffin. <laughs> Oh, man. So um, I figure it's only fair that <laughs> uh, fair. since you are the, to be fair, since you are the interviewee in this case, I think it's only fair that I ask you some band questions. Oh snap! <clears throat> Let me get bad. Let mode. the vetting begin. Hold on. <laughs> Need the, we need the wax. Get the makeup artist. Get the makeup gotta, artist. Okay. Gotta curl okay. up the, the fucking right, sides of the am, mustache. Guys. This is band mode here. This isn't even his final four. <laughs> what is your favorite local band? Ooh, I know so many local bands. Uh, for a long time, it was Animus Complex. Uh, hmm. I do because they get a lot done. And I'll be I'll be honest. I'm a metal fan, so I listen to a lot of metal first and foremost. But uh, my current favorite band is Scylla. Um, and not just because one of my best friends is Ruben and he plays guitar. It's just because I know him and I know how hardworking they really are. And they just get a lot of done. So. They're great. They yeah, are very good. We've so. had them at the grid before. Yeah, I went to, that was my yeah. first experience at the grid, actually. Oh, really? For the Scylla show. So I, that's when I fell in love with it. I was like, this place is fucking... Well, when I first heard about the grid, I, I thought it was just like an arcade place. I didn't realize it was like the personal consoles. I thought that was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. So, um, But yeah, Scylla is always my favorite nowadays. I, I think they're just getting a lot done and... They're not like really braggy about it. I think a lot of bands are like, oh, oh, big news coming soon next week, or this is coming soon, and it's just like whatever. Just let the work speak for itself. You yeah, know? I'm not, I'm that kind of person, you know. So it's I, yeah, Scylla's number one in my book. Uh, can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, yeah, I think we talked about Manson and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, he did give his answer on that. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah. 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 So. Uh, for the most okay. part, yeah, you know it. Um, Ignorance is bliss for the, for the, I, I stand behind that. It really is. Um, I like art. I like to experience art in all forms. Um, I think we can gain perspective from any sort of, any, any person's unique outlook on life. Uh, another example is Hitler did do some paintings. I don't know if you've seen those. But, they weren't very good. They got uh, him kicked out of art school. Uh, I, I think they're pretty uh, Top pretty of Roma podcast canceled for being Hitler apologists. <laughs> but, um, First, yeah. hit, first Charles Manson and Hitler. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't want to be that guy, but I, I yeah, obviously there's a terrible... Art thing. critics uh, hate him. An, another uh, another big one that we were talking about, uh, My still one of my favorite movies is American Beauty. And, yeah. you know, Kevin yeah. Spacey is a very terrible person. Correct. And I, yeah, obviously that, there's that, but, you know, I, he didn't write the movie. He didn't create the scenes. He didn't do any of that stuff. So that's still one of my favorite movies. And no, but his performance um, was outstanding. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah like it's probably because it it's real, honestly. Yeah. yeah he was right. like, Oh, I have to touch this. The 18 year old girl. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, little did we know it was, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the age that was the real the, the fake thing. It was the, uh, the, the sex. sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, weird. Uh, internet and streaming services for music. Hurtful or helpful? I've asked, I've asked this question plenty of times. Um, it's both. It really is. Uh, I think the number one with bands and what they need to realize is the follow-up. Um, you know, a lot of bands, they'll do a music video and they just release it. And it's, yeah, they get that fanfare that day or two or week. But if they don't have that show coming up at the end of the month or that CD release coming up right after, then they lose everything and all that momentum that goes with it. So I think people really need to take advantage of that and knowing their market. Um, Facebook is becoming an older platform. 
I think so. Instagram. What are you talking about? I <laughs> look at Facebook every day. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Grandpa, have your applesauce. I, I've come to realize it. I've come to realize it. So it, depending on the band you are and who you're trying to reach. But you, then what are the alternative delivery methods? The, the kids are using Instagram and Snapchat. Are, are the kids still using Snapchat? Why do I keep saying the kids? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're old? Well, they are. The kids are these days because I have uh, little brothers and sisters and I ask their opinions all the time. But uh, yeah, they're using that and other stuff I've never fucking heard of. TikTok. Grinder. Oh, God. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. did you point at me? Grinder. <laughs> Grinder. It's the perfect place to advertise your death metal band. <laughs> but, but seriously. Just, just but, make a Grinder profile and just have it be your album art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They swiped right. On that, on that point, I remember... From a friend I heard, there was a band on Pornhub uh, commenting their, their band and advertising. Uh, not me personally on Pornhub, obviously. Uh, obviously not. They were commenting um, their band like, uh, my band slams harder than this guy's dick or yeah. something <laughs> like that. No, that's, that's the type of shit you got you to gotta get super creative these days. Yeah, literally. Like, like, straight up, if, if I was on a dating app service and I just like... I go to the next profile and it's just someone advertising their band. I'm probably going to check out that band because yeah. those people have balls. But, but yeah. I remember I looked up that band and everybody in the comment were like, comment like, I found this band because of Pornhub. I found this band because of Pornhub. But hey, if it works, it works. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just knowing your market. So, and yeah. that shit's free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it really is just knowing your market and the follow-up. That really is the, the best way to utilize social media. Because it can be a double-edged sword. It really can. It can help you and hurt you every time. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one last question. Um, can you think of, for you, what was a musical... The, basically, everyone's got a musical awakening moment. What was your musical awakening moment? Ooh, I always know this one because I used to be a little shitty punk kid. Um, and I went to the the Mason Jar for a punk show. <laughs> Mason and, Jar, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember it was a really one of my favorite bands was playing the Unseen, and they tacked on a local band at the end called Toxic Narcotic. I don't know if anybody knows Toxic Narcotic, mm. but they were like a bridge between punk and more like thrashy metal bands. And I stuck stuck around. Everybody left because it was a punk show, and they didn't know who this metal band was. And I stuck around and watched them, and I was just like. This is awesome. This is louder and angrier. This is everything that I want right now in my life. And that was it. Like being at the show and just meeting them afterwards and just knowing that they were people, you know, like, and, you know, everyone leaving was almost like the best part of it because it made me realize that what it meant to those, that band, having someone stick around, you know, and to watch them. So that was really a huge moment for me and wanting to, to be in a band myself and play shows. And on that note, when I finally played Rebel Lounge, everyone knows that switch. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge for me because that's where I first saw shows. And that's that was it was humongous you know, to pl- actually play a show there and be on the, the turntable of it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, uh, remember you're talking about, you know, being the the kid who stayed basically <laughs> uh, there when I was living in Gainesville, Florida, um, uh, there's this uh, spot called the CMC. It's a civic media center. And uh, it's basically like an anarcho library uh, where, you know, it's all kinds of alternative press kind of stuff. Oh, and uh, uh, it's a cool little kind of open to everyone spot. Then they'd host shows there sometimes. Yeah. And so when I was a little kid, I mean, I couldn't drive. So I must have been in eighth grade. Um <laughs> I went to uh, a show at the CMC because this pop punk band from New York was playing and I wanted to check them out. I was the only one in the audience (laughs) for this band called the youth ahead. And uh, um, they gave me a ride home after the show. That's awesome. (laughs) That that is really That's nice. Well, I mean, if we're we're talking a narrow miss on a child abduction story. (laughs) (laughs) This pop punk band from New York. (laughs) We haven't heard of that story before. (laughs) Were they also riding in the GMC? (laughs) Long story short, I haven't seen my parents since I was in eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) But but that is always great when you finally break that wall of like 
wow, these are humans. These are people. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, well, they drove me back to New York and said, we are your new daddy now. <laughs> <laughs> You're all my dad? <laughs> <laughs> they dyed his hair blue so his parents wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Anyways, that's how I made it to Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their tour bus died and, and <laughs> they kicked me out. <laughs> but uh, so on that note, we have reached the end of the podcast. Aaron, uh, why don't you uh, tell all of the lovely folks out there where we can find your work with Forming Stories and with AZ uh, Local Show? Uh, well, Forming Stories, you can find basically everywhere. I recommend Bandcamp because it's free. Our, yeah. So forming stories is in my bathroom right now. If I go and look, if you go in there, we should be in there. As I talk to my people, we should be in. There. <laughs> we, we, I always like to look at this guy when I clarify. It. <laughs> <laughs> my people, <laughs> they've replaced all of your toilet paper with links to the website. <laughs> Ooh, they're yeah, four ply. Yeah. Oh yes, this is great. Oh my um, god. But yeah, I always recommend Bandcamp, YouTube. We have full streams of albums and stuff. Yep. But um. Yeah, we just released a new single, which I'm really proud of. Uh, it sounds really good. Uh, and that's always the best part of music, right? That it sounds good. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the important part. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, we're just a little instrumental band. I don't get too big on doing that. You know, I always like talk to people. It's, there's a difference between rock stars and musicians. And I just want to be a musician. You know, I just, like, I just like releasing music and seeing what it does. Uh, AZ Local Show is my, my biggest focus right now. And that's YouTube-based. You can find just AZ Local Show. It's a... Just that title. Uh, we also have release everything on Facebook and Instagram at AZ Local Show. Um, but yeah, eventually I do want to do podcasts. I know it's the way to go. I'm more of a visual guy right now. I don't know how the audio works. <laughs> uh, I feel like it, well, it's is like, there a big market for it. I don't know. Well, it's like watching a video, but you're closing your eyes right? the entire time. I, that's what I've <laughs> gathered. I, every time I blink, I'm like, this is kind of like that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Considering I listen to a podcast while I'm driving generation. most of the time, that would not go over well. <laughs> no, it would not. But, but I or do, depending on your outlook on life, it could go great. It could <laughs> go great. But but I do always like real quick with you guys uh, asking podcast people, like, do you think it's hard holding people's attention? Because you guys do like hour long episodes i always try and do like 10 minutes 15 minutes maybe well so mean, we, we, we have the advantage of there being four people if not more than that at any given moment so yeah. it's a lot easier for us to hold attention when three people are quiet thinking about the next thing to say yeah <laughs> and uh, but you know aside from that as as to whether we hold the attention of our audience i have no fucking idea <laughs> i know uh, that we have people who keep coming back yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I assume that is, means they are listening to the full hour. Maybe they're just fast forwarding to the end and saying, "I just want to hear him say goodbye again." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really because my dad never said goodbye yeah. when he went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was getting smoked, and he never came back. <laughs> yeah, our, our, our our big secret to maintaining attention is we beat the guest up at the end of each episode. Yes. <laughs> so uh, thank you for uh, uh, you know uh, saying Dan, yes, oh, being guest. It's about time that we commit crimes. Um, Are we going to use the mace this week? Or no, the, no, no, the, no. Bra the no. Brass knuckles, it has to look oh, natural. Okay. Who brought the circular saw this week? I love pepper. <laughs> All right, well, awesome. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, uh, you, and, I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you next week. Wait, can we do this? Quack. <laughs> quack. 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 Go Ducks. <laughs> Thanks for watching and are listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.